Hi everyone, welcome to Novels at Nine Book Club. I'm Amy and I'm Emily. Together we are your bookworm besties. Every month we discuss a new book from our club and we can't wait to chat about it in our podcast. If you're a fellow bookworm or just want to read more, you can join us at novelsatnine.com. We're all about the joy of reading and we'd love to have you along for the ride. Your first 30 days are free when you join us and we do a private podcast for the club weekly discussing the book. So grab your coffee or tea, kick back and let's talk books at Novels at Nine. Welcome to our podcast. My name's Emily. My name's Amy. And this is our public podcast for Novels at Nine, our book club. Um, This week we're going to be talking about books that changed our life because we've had this discussion between ourselves recently. We have, we have, yeah. I mean, you're a bit more of a bookworm than I am. No, I'm not. (laughs) I don't know why you say that. You can do a lot of the talking on this one. I mean, I've read read a few books, um, self-development sort of books, life-changing. Well, I mean, one book specifically has definitely changed my life. Okay, let's start off with that. Yeah. So I'm nine months sober, and I read a book called Stop Drinking Now um, by someone called Alan Carr. Not Alan Carr, the comedian. That's what I thought when I picked it up. I thought, Alan Carr? (laughs) Not Alan Carr, the comedian. Alan Carr, he's done a few books like this. I think he's done Stop Smoking Now, Stop Overeating Now. He's done a few, but I read Stop Drinking Now, and it changed my whole perception on alcohol. Um, don't get me wrong, I wasn't an alcoholic as such, but alcohol was controlling my life. Everything I was doing was evolving around alcohol. Um, you know, weekends, it was every single weekend, sometimes in the week, and I'm home too much, I'm a mum, we've got a lot of children, and we just wasn't being present. And I'd, I'd always tried to go sober before, and I did read a book actually a couple of years ago called unexpected joy of being sober and it was really good and I was sober for 10 months but I was always craving that drink um, whereas with this one it was just you know straight away and I, do you know I've not even read the whole book I've only read up to chapter 12 yeah yeah, yeah and it changed, and your it life. changed my life that is stemmed from that where, where I'm obviously I do a lot of different stuff now um, that's not you know not connected to alcohol in any way lots of walking cold water therapy that sort of stuff but mm-hmm. it, you know I read the book and I thought this is am- actually I listened to the book and I thought this is amazing and it does completely make you think about what alcohol really is mm-hmm. um, and it's a drug yeah. and it's it's just it it gets a hold of you and, mm-hmm. and, and it explains all of this in the book so if anyone's struggling or anyone wants to you know really Break break free from the alcohol trap, then I would I would definitely highly recommend that book. Mm-hmm. He's a hypnotherapist, isn't he? Is he? I think I don't quote me on that, but I think so because it's his system, isn't it, that he applies to lots of different things. He started off with stop smoking because my mum actually went to one of his seminars years and years and years ago. Do you remember what I said? Yes, and he's changed millions of life with, uh, lives with his seminars. I mean, I'm saying. Do you know another like weird fact though that I found out? Go on. He died from secondhand smoking. Yeah, and a, a weird 
I was getting my tooth taken out at the time, and the dentist told me, because we were talking about, like, I was getting my tooth taken out, and I was like, oh, I'm doing mindfulness practice, like, you know, to, like, get through this, and I, we were talking about Alan Carr, and he was like, yeah, isn't it weird that it, he, like, law of attraction is death, and I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, did you not know he died from um, lung cancer, like, from secondhand smoking, obviously he was a smoker, right. originally, and then that's when he stopped, and that's why he started his whole system. Wow. Um, and I was like, that is mad, because obviously when in these seminars, um, he tells you to smoke, or in your case, he tells you to drink, doesn't he, throughout the book. Don't stop straight yeah, away. Yeah, he did say that you can continue to read the book and still drink. In yeah. fact, you've reminded me, it's called The Easy Way. The Easy Way, yeah, that's it. The Easy Way to Stop Smoking, yeah. The Easy Way to Stop Drinking, and that. Yeah, yeah. that. That's what it's called. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and um, yeah, I suppose because he was in a lot of seminars when he did in-person ones, and back in the day, she smoked indoors. Wow. Yeah, so he actually died of secondhand smoking, and the um, dentist was saying to me, like, isn't it weird? It's like your law of attraction to death, and I was like, yeah. Like, what you focus on becomes 100%. Yeah. But yeah, thank God for Alan Carr, because he helped a lot of people, and countless, he must have saved countless lives, really, through different ways, smoking or drinking or... Yeah, I always share that I've read that, my socials and stuff, because yeah. it you know, truly changed your life. Yeah, and I just think that there's so many people that it is controlling their life, alcohol, um, you know, that you may not be a morning drinker, mm-hmm. and I wasn't a morning drinker, but yeah. it was controlling my life, and I'd had enough, and yeah. I thought I'm going to give it a go, and I did, and... Yeah. I think that's the reality for a lot of people, isn't it? Like, you have this thought of um, what an alcoholic looks like. Yeah, and brown paper bag. Yeah, you don't even have to be an alcoholic. You can just have a problem with alcohol. Yeah. If it's becoming a problem for you, where it's, like, dominating your life. Then yeah. I think it's amazing that you've given up. And your yeah. life's changed so much since you have. Unbelievable. I'm just so happy that I've gone down this route and I've taken this path. And, I wouldn't, you know, you couldn't pay me a million pounds to pour poison down my throat anymore yeah. I really see alcohol for what it is and I was a big red wine drinker and I used to drink bottles and bottles of red wine and social stuff and yeah become you know everything sort of was you know Saturday afternoons all down the pub and mm-hmm. Saturday nights and then waking up Sunday not fresh for the kids and it become a problem so yeah it's sort of in our culture isn't it drinking like, I've never really been a big drinker and the book that we're reading at the moment that's one of the topics I want to talk about yeah, I do want to talk about it because <laughs> it gets mentioned a lot. It does, and it's it's glorified, isn't it? Alcohol. It, it really is. It's it really glorified is. in many ways. It's sort of been talked to us in our culture of like it's a treat, it's a celebration for deaths, births, and marriages. Yeah, <laughs> and it, 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 in the in this book, it is glorified, and like they say, crisp white wine. And I think, God, no, not so, for you. Yeah, I think society just does make it, you know. Fashionable it's and trendy. It's normal, isn't it, to drink? And as someone who doesn't really drink anyway, I've always found it quite difficult in social situations. And sometimes I am pushed into like, I'll oh, just have one, just have one, because people say, don't they, like, oh, go on, go on. And we've always been like, oh, I don't really drink. And then people are like, look at me weird, like, have you got a problem then? Do, was you an alcoholic? I'm like, no, I just don't really like it. But since, especially being friends with you, yeah. I've been a lot stronger of like, yeah, it doesn't serve me. Like, no. I don't need to have the Christmas wine or when you're somewhere and like, oh, I have to have that. It never makes you feel good anyway. Why would you want to do something that you really enjoy? Like, you know, spending time with family and friends and then to be clouded mm. with a horrible substance that That's makes why you I don't feel like rubbish yeah. as you're drinking it, really. You know, you're always chasing yeah. that next one, and then the next day, the following day, you're just it's a bit of a blur. Yeah, I've never liked the feeling of what 
it makes me feel out of control. It makes me feel like blurry. Yeah. I feel sometimes like embarrassed, you know, the next day you're like, oh God, what have I what said? said? Or, and I, I don't even enjoy the feeling. I get that some people maybe enjoy that feeling in the moment because they're escaping things or whatever. Yeah. But I never really have. So especially when I met Stuart as well and he wasn't really a drinker. Um, yeah, we just, we just don't really drink now. And now I've got sober friends. That was another thing for me, not really drinking. I always just feel like friends wanted to like go out or they want to go clubbing and like I always felt like oh I have to yeah <laughs> don't want to stay in I don't want to do that I read a book yeah so that was <laughs> a great book for you I know because I've seen the change in you since you've read that yeah I mean I've seen lots of other stuff around it and stuff mm-hmm. but you know I, I decided back in May last year that was that was the start of it and I said I don't want to drink anymore and I read the book and yeah life-changing that was the foundational part for you. 100%. Yeah. Moving forward. Yeah. Okay. What, um, so we've both chosen three books. The first one I'm going to talk about is Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis. I recommend this book to everyone I meet. I've told you to read it before, yes, haven't I? Yes, I started to read it. I haven't read it all. Amy's trying to be a bookworm. She's going to be. She's going to read it. I am now. Um, but back then, when we first started to read together, it was just a bit of a, a blur. Yeah. Yeah, no, Rich as Fuck, I have read this in many different formats. I've got it in Audible, I've got it on Kindle, I've got it in paper form, I've bought it for people. I just love this book because, especially as someone who's like a spiritual person, when I first heard Amanda speak about money and spirituality and how that goes hand in hand, um, I feel like that's a bit of a, a topic, isn't it? Money and spirituality together. People, you know, I was I grew up as a Christian and... It's, you know, widely believed that you shouldn't really want for more and you should be grateful for what you have. Um, and it's greedy. All these, like, limiting beliefs that we all have, really, about it's greedy to want money, it's greedy to be compensated well for our work. Um, and listening to Amanda through her book, um, she really puts it into perspective for me about how you can energetically become the vibration of money and therefore receive that money and it's not a thing of um doing more you know like with I say this in in my book but it's not about doing more it's about just being the vibration of that amount of money that you wish to receive and about breaking down barriers that us as as a society all have like there's many of her quotes that I love and I live by um but particularly around people who have money and people say, oh, they're bad. You know, that's a common belief, isn't it? That yeah. people say, people who are really rich are bad. Who says that's yeah, true? Yeah, you always say to me, like, don't feel bad for wanting more. No. Or don't feel bad for, you know, or don't, you know, don't give too much away, that sort of thing. Sometimes you feel like, if I'm earning more, I should be giving more. Yeah, only do it out of alignment, which I've learned yeah. that massively from Amanda. Like, she says about giving, um, it's great to give and you should give, Um but don't do it out of um, obligation. Because yeah. then you're not feeling good about that. Yeah. You've got to be in a good vibration and frequency about money and all the things around money. Yeah. So it's still really a work in progress for me, the works of Amanda Francis. And I, I've gone back to this book a couple of times. I recommend it to all my clients because she really goes very deep on the subjects of spirituality and money. And also she comes from um, a Christian background as well. So she talks a lot about God and how the Bible fits into it. Um, which is helpful for me. We're having that background for myself as well. Like knowing, we were talking about the Bible, this is a separate conversation, but we were talking about the Bible, weren't we? And about how it's not, even though I'm not, don't identify as a Christian, there's parts in the Bible that are true. And Amanda really links that in really well. Yeah, I need to start reading that again. Because, um, yeah, I, we, 
we've been talking about the Bible a lot for the metaphors that are in it yeah. and how you perceive things and how it's educational because of you know what you know what what's written between the lines yeah. rather than like oh walk to water did he actually mm-hmm. walk on water it's more of a metaphor so I, I, yeah. I'd like to yeah I should get back into that book I was discussing with your sister Molly actually about the bible the other day because also we've been watching The Chosen the TV program and I've got right into that it's about the life of Jesus so I was discussing with Molly about it your sister and um, obviously she knows a lot more about this than me and she was saying that the reason why Jesus speaks in metaphors is so that the word wouldn't be lost if he spoke in plain English and in plain, um, well, not English at the time, but, you know, in plain spoken form, people could have twisted that message. That's yeah. why it was said. Like Chinese whispers sort of thing. Like Chinese whispers, yeah. yeah. Which is my problem with the Bible, to be honest, and that's why I can't 100% agree to it. But anyway, off yeah. the Bible, back to Amanda <laughs> Francis. Um, so, yeah, Amanda Francis' Richard Spark has changed my life in more ways than one. It's definitely helped me transform... Um, my thoughts around money and I've done a couple of courses with her since then um, and she's the gift that keeps giving really and now she's also a mum as well so I find her content so much more relatable as being a mum and you know splitting your time really with like working, earning money, receiving money um, and becoming the vibration of money so if you want to um, up level your finances and you're on the spirituality path or maybe you're not give it a go because it's a real deep dive into that topic love it it's on my audible i'm gonna start listening to it again yeah it's, the audible's really good and she's yeah. got a workbook now i think um it's just the gift that keeps giving i love amanda francis she like on our book club list for a month can do we should maybe put that on i love that book okay. i love it and every, every time i read it it's quite a deep um book on it i would say because also we were talking just before we recorded about um Get Rich Lucky Bitch yeah. by Denise Duffel Thomas. I also love this book. However, I feel like when people ask about spirituality books regarding money, normally it's a choice between the two. And sometimes people resonate more with Denise. Um, but I'm going to say I resonate so much more with Amanda Francis, okay. the way she says things. Yeah. Um, and it's very it's very deep diving into all the topics. So I always get something else from it every time I read it. Um, and the Audible, she actually recorded that I think a year after so there's extra bonus content okay she expands on topics and stuff okay um and yeah I love her affirmations she liked my tiktok the other day oh wow I know and I was like oh my god is this the real round of Francis yes because <laughs> <laughs> she's got such great affirmations so like my main one from her is oh, well let's let's get it on the list and let's get it on the podcast yeah let's see I'd love Amanda yeah. on a podcast. I'd be fangirling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, next one, Amy. Your one. Next choice. Miracle Morning. Okay, so that that for me, um, I don't follow it now, but in my head, I could follow it if I really, really wanted to, ex- you know, explode a business or something like that. So I started listening to Miracle Morning. Actually, there's a few Miracle Mornings, and I listened to Miracle Morning for network marketers. Okay. This was back when I was network marketing, and for anyone that network markets or knows that industry, knows it's hard graft, and to try and fit it into your day is really quite difficult if you're working full-time. So, um, I mean, I wasn't working full-time, but I still loved the idea of getting all my work done first thing in the morning and not mm-hmm. having to do anything for the rest of the day pretty yeah. much so um i can't yeah i, I probably need, to need a bit of a refresh on it but 
it basically gives you a routine to follow in the morning, sort of like get up. I still do some of this this now. Mm-hmm. Shower, down a glass of cold water, which I do every day, and I have a cold shower now. He doesn't say have a cold shower, he says have a shower, but um, I do the cold, which I highly recommend anyway. I mean, I don't start off with cold, I start off hot and then go, go cold after. Um, and movement. Mm-hmm. So like 10 minutes or something of like walking or an exercise indoors. So I used to get up in the morning, down my water, have my shower, get changed, walk the dogs, come back. And then you're set up and it's like half past five, quarter to six. And then you can basically, your day just set, your tone of your day sets off so much better. It's a really great morning routine to follow. So if anyone's struggling with routine or um, wants to try and fit something else into their day, the day doesn't go very well i highly recommend miracle morning it's yeah. really good again i didn't read it it was an audible a refresh yeah yeah absolutely yeah. have you read that no i don't think i have read miracle morning i think i've read 5am club which oh, i think it's quite similar i think it's quite similar i think he splits it it was a long time ago but i think he splits it up into what you should do in the morning and like some of it's reading some of it's like do exercise and it's sort of like have an hour extra I think in the morning don't yeah. quote me on that because I can't really remember it but yeah. yeah yeah I roughly do that kind of thing I do like getting up sometimes and like having that routine of getting up at 5am um being up before anyone else is up and really setting up your day but it's not really fitting in with me at the minute because my toddler is in my bed and then if I get up at five he's getting up at five and I say oh I've just moved house same thing um if I start you know wandering around really early in the morning or, you know, at the moment, I don't really need to do that. You know? Yeah, maybe it's a practice that we maybe need sometimes. We need sometimes, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I was very successful in my marketing business, and I exploded it by, you know, using this method. Yeah. So it was really helpful then. But, yeah, now, and it's winter, and we're wintering. <laughs> nobody wants to get up at 5am at the moment. Yeah, maybe in the summer it's nice. I would like to be 6am. I'll get up at 6.15 now shower glass of water don't do my movement which i should um but yeah it's that's why you have to get up so early because she needs to get up before the kids because then you've got a school run get them ready yeah that's what my morning goes like but then when the baby's in the bed with me i'm like oh, if i get up now then he's gonna get up this is it's not like the 5am club then yeah. is it it's not like time to yourself because that really was the whole thing about when i read 5am club about having that time for yourself setting up for the rest of your day and I do see that like some celebrities and stuff I think it's Mark Wahlberg I saw yeah. saying to him he's up at like three or four is it? Oh, what are you doing mate he's in the gym wow. and uh, I get why people get a buzz from it because it's like when everyone else is sleeping yeah you've done your exercise you've done your work you've drank a gallon of water and you're like yes I'm going ready for the day I would start floundering though yeah <laughs> but then that's what be... I mean what time but are they going to bed he does say in the book you can have an afternoon nap so yeah, if you're, I you know, like I'd need that. It, it, it works better getting up earlier and having that nap in the day. You still get, get more. It done. It's, it's, it's all about having a constructive and productive day and being productive. Yeah. And if you're if you're listening and you're, you know, thinking, oh god, yeah, I'm on the back foot all the time because the kids, you know, if you've got three children or whatever, and you're still, you're still doing the school one and you're rushing, it's about how early you're getting up. You need to be getting up earlier. Yeah. It, you do get a lot more done. Get yourself ready. Yeah. Have if you can get up and there's no kids up. It's like you can really get full, can't you? Yeah. You feel great when they're up and 
away. Yeah. Like, I've done a lot of my jobs for the day. I do, I, I can't remember if it was for 5am or I've got this from somewhere else, but I do get the whole thing of like, with your to-do list, do the hardest thing first thing. Yeah. When you're like, you're the thing you don't really don't want to do, because then once you get that out of the way, the rest of your to-do list, you're like, easy peasy. Yeah. I've done. So especially if you've done that 5am in the morning, you're going to feel productive. Yeah. Ready to go. Yeah. Um, that. Okay. My second one is... The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Chauvel Shin, I believe. And this is an older book. Um, and I just managed to stumble upon it on YouTube of all places. It was like an audible on YouTube. And this is when I was first getting into Law of Attraction and Spirituality. And I just left my abusive ex. And I found this. And I was driving around a lot at the minute at that time. I was working like, and I had to drive a lot. Um and I listened to this book and I absolutely loved it because it is a real foundational law of attraction, spirituality book. And really it says what it does on the can, like the game of life and how to play it. So life is a game. Yeah. And especially as I've come along in my beliefs about stuff, I do think that we're in some kind of simulation or, you know, this basically it's not all real. <laughs> it's all I guys. You can play it. Yeah, and it I'm is a game. because it's going on our book list for next month. Yeah, I think it should. Even though it is a, a personal development book, I suppose, in a way, it hasn't, from what I remember, hasn't got any, like, actionable steps. Unlike something like Miracle Morning where it's telling you to, you've got to do X, Y, Z in the morning, which I think is maybe overwhelming for some people. Or yeah. If they're not going to fit in. They've got to start doing some action. Whereas this one, I think it's, it's, it's just all about it's a beginner's guide, isn't it? To law of attraction, I would say. I've it's not a read beginner's it, but guide. Where you talk to me about it, yeah, it is a beginner's guide, and I think it is far superior to the secret, which yeah. is also I would say a beginner's guide. Yeah. Um. Even though I love the secret, and it did introduce me to law of attraction, I it's a bit oversimplified. Um. Whereas the game of life and how to play it, it gives a lot of um examples of you know life playing out. You know what I mean and your thoughts become things and sometimes in negative ways like I do remember one example how in a negative way it showed how they manifested something so it's just really about the fact that like when I say to people in my work like my clients and stuff and they're like I'm trying to manifest and I can't and I'm like that's your number one where you need to stop you are always manifesting it's just like gravity it's a law of the universe and it really explains it in the game game of life and how to play it about the rules of this game life is all a game here's the rules play by the rules and you can manipulate it in whatever way you want yeah because if you don't and you know you say oh, i don't believe it whatever fine but you're it's still happening yeah it's still working yeah whatever you're thinking about whatever you're doing is attracting that to you um so yeah it is a bit of a beginner's guide but also i'd say it's superior to the secret okay I'm really excited and I really hope that our book you really want this are going to read this one. Yeah, my, The basic, well, we're going on to the next book now, but the basic book that I read is your book. <laughs> <laughs> your intentional reality system. But it was it, if, you're, if anyone is listening or watching and doesn't know about the law of attraction, it's becoming very big and it, it absolutely works, mm-hmm. you know, manifesting um, or what thoughts become things. If you think of negative things... Um, and your words cast spells and stuff, then negative things will start coming into your life. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you get a bill through the door and you think, oh, God, not another bill, and all you're thinking about is bills, 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 they're going to keep coming. Keep they will yeah. keep coming. You'll stay in debt. But when you start thinking positively, um, 
you know, like with following your system and, and writing writing down, down how you want your life to be and stuff, that will become the case. Mine is happening now. You know, that's why I don't have to get up at five o'clock in the morning now <laughs> because I don't need to. Yeah. I've created the life that I want to mm-hmm. live through yeah. law of attraction. Yeah. So that's why I'm really heavy on trying to get this book in the book club for next month. Yeah, I think it would be a really good one for people that do already know about law of attraction and people that don't already know about law of attraction. And it was written a long time ago, like, I believe early 1900s. I can't remember the wow. exact year. Yeah, it's, it's, an old, old it's an old book. It's an old book, and it like I did actually have a look up on Wikipedia about her. I think she was born in like eighteen fifty-five. Yeah, so and she's we all, can't get her on a podcast. She won't we can't get her on a podcast <laughs> unless anyone's listening who is can connect us to the other life <laughs> via through through a medium. We get yeah. On. If you're a medium, please let us know if that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we won't be able to get her on a podcast, but maybe we could. I don't know. Get someone else who because. It's not really a famous, famous book. Like, I don't hear lots of people talk about it. But then at the same time, I do hear the big law of attraction people talk about this book. And this comes on to my next book as well. Louise Hay, she was heavily influenced by this book. Okay. And that's my last book of... Should I do that one now? Yeah, then? go yeah. for it. So my last book that changed my life is You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. She's now sadly passed on as well. Um, but she was a very um, influential lady, especially within the spirituality and like law of attraction world. And this book is about her being diagnosed um, with cancer. And she decides and knows within herself that she can kill herself. So she talks, this whole book is really about, um, about her story of her healing herself from cancer. And also her... you know it's quite an actionable book as well it's Mm. like you do a lot of homework within it and she tells you you know why illnesses happen and it's quite controversial to be honest like even when I first read it I was a bit like oh Louise I don't know if you can say that like basically it's saying that um your thoughts and your vibration can equal dis-ease so disease like your body is at dis-ease and I've done, you know, I've had a lot of health issues myself and, you know, my family, things like that. And it's hard to hear. And you're like, oh, God, like, how can you say that you manifest these illnesses for yourself? But there's definitely a lot of truth to it, even if you can't fully get on board with the whole thing. Um, Like, my really opinions of it now with, like, dis-ease is really food, environment, and your thoughts become things. But I have also seen this happen. So my nan was ill for such a long time. And she was diagnosed with cancer and they told her she only had like a year to live. And then she just started to exceed it like year by year. And she ended up living seven years beyond what they said first one year. And me and my husband always used to say, it's because Nan knows that she was such a positive person. She knew that she could will herself to be better. And therefore it was. And her cancer never spread, even though they said it was going to spread. It didn't. And she was fine. And in the end, when she did pass away, she just experienced the loss of both of her children, her own children. And me and Stuart were like, she's done. Yeah. She's, you know what I mean? So she sort of willed herself yeah. to die as well. And she, it weren't long after her second daughter died, she died as well. So I can see in real life example of it, um, and it's quite a heavy book, obviously, um, but it is a massive um, book that changed my life and showed me about how you know our vibration, our thoughts we can actually manifest bad things into our life, like illness, but at the same time, we can also manifest ourselves better yeah. and become better. So if you are dealing with any kind of health stuff 
or you just want to heal yourself from like rooted trauma as well like she talks a lot about how trauma can then come up in the body as like certain illnesses yeah. um so it's a, it is a great book and it is quite renowned now i think a lot of people do are like yeah it's respected but it's a little bit controversial mm. some people are like nah <laughs> yeah um but she actually ended up making um a, a publishing house called hay house and a lot of the spirituality books all come through hay house oh wow I can't remember. I think Denise Duffy Thomas, don't quote me, but I think she's Hay House. Okay, okay. Um, and not sure of the others, but yeah, she's, there's a lot of like big books that come through Louise Hay's publishing house. Wow. So that was one that changed my life. I'd like to read that as well. Yeah, it's a great book. Yeah. It's really good on Audible, actually. Yeah. I had it on Audible. Okay. I'm gonna have to I, re- I actually started rereading it not long ago. Okay. I do believe um, in, in healing yourself and um, trauma can cause disease. And not to say, you know, you, everyone might have something inside them that you activated through bad thoughts, diet, and, you know, trauma. Yeah, because there was another book that I started to read. I haven't finished it, admittedly, by... I have to get it off my Kindle. But he had a accident on a bike... And he was completely paralysed. Something happened to his spine. And then um, he healed himself with like meditation and wow. thoughts. He's quite famous. Let me see. I've just it slipped my mind what his name is. Um, but he... Oh, You Are the Placebo. Joe Dispenza. Oh, yeah. Did he have a road accident then? Or was that not him? Oh, is that the wrong book I'm talking about? Joe Dispenza's pretty famous. I've been... Yeah, he is... I've, is, well, I've not I've, I've I've watched a few of his YouTube videos and stuff. I've got a few friends that listen to him a lot. I think it is. Joe is Spencer. he the is he the sort of doctor? And it's he goes for the science. Yeah, part he's very of spirituality. He's, so he's, he's very spiritual. He's, but he's very he talks scientific. Science, yeah. yeah, and I'm yeah. I'm sure. He gets I'm it. sure if I got it wrong, it's going to be really embarrassing. But I'm pretty sure it's this one. Yeah, because the first part of his book. He's talking about, and he was young, and he was talking about how he like literally laid there and made it a practice that he was meditating every day, and he would see all of the parts in his spine that were he knew were broken, and he would see like it being healed and just felt the vibration of it, and went on like a mental diet. Louise Hay talks about this, a mental diet of like not allowing yourself to think those bad thoughts. And it's really hard if you actually practice yeah. it. It is really difficult because yeah. throughout the day, we have so many thoughts. And like, how many times are you just like, oh yeah, bad thought just pops up in your mind and you're like, oh God. And then that goes into another bad thought where it's really difficult to be like, no, yeah, I'm just thinking good yeah, thoughts just yeah, about yeah. myself. Hard. It is hard. But he healed himself. I'm pretty sure it is him. Um... Yeah, I think it, I think it is. Could have been. That might be, you know, how he's become. I started reading it when I was away because it, it was actually recommended as a book in my hypnotherapy course. Okay. So I started to um, read a bit, and it's basically about placebo as well. I have read another book about placebo because people say, don't they? Like witches will call it a spell, spiritualists will call it manifestation, Christians will call it prayer. And a scientist will call it placebo. Same thing, different name. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we all need to resonate with different words. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, belief equals reality. And that's really what I learned in my hypnotherapy course is like belief equals reality, okay. which is really a lot of what our book 
books were our recommenda- recommendations were. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to I really want to kick off next month with Amy game really wants to do the game of life, so please vote for it. Yeah. <laughs> if not, we'll just read it alongside. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get it down on the on the on the poll and see what what, what see what people for. say. Yeah, I, would, I think that that's a real good win win for a lot of people, especially people that don't know anything about law of attraction. Yeah. Um, and even ones that do, I think it will deepen. I'll be excited to read it again. Yeah. And I believe like, I I listened to it on YouTube, so I'll check if it's still there. Um. So it's free, free. to listen yeah. to on YouTube. Maybe it's because it's gone out of production because it's been so many years. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Is that all your books? Yeah. And do you want to delve deeper into your intentional reality system, seeing as we're... Yeah, so you can explain it a little bit My better. book, The Intentional Reality System, I released that last year, and that was really because I felt like I needed to because I'd been living by the intentional reality system for years by then and teaching my clients how to do the same. Um, and everyone was getting such great results and I didn't really have it in a space that, you know, people would ask me all the time, like, oh, what is it? And I'd explain it to them. Um, so, yeah, I decided to write it as a book. So it's a pretty short book and it is an actionable book about prioritising your spiritual self to therefore manifest whatever intentional reality you want to step into. So intentional reality is a phrase that I use which is the same as like your dream reality or whatever. But um, by saying it's your intentional reality, you can be in your intentional reality right now. Right now in this moment, we're sitting here doing this podcast, doing something for, you know, for our goals or whatever. So therefore we're already in our intentional reality. So it doesn't have a sense of um, lack like yeah. dream reality sometimes does. And every day you step towards your intentional reality more and more. So there's four steps to the system first step is decide which is reading our script so at the beginning of the book you write your script and if you don't know what scripting is it's a really powerful manifesting technique um where you write your desire in the present tense yeah and then every day for the first step you reread that desire because you are deciding to step into that reality even just a lot a little bit every single day moving towards it and then step two is align. So we align our vibration with our desire because whatever our vibration is, if we align with it, the universe therefore gives it to us. The universe is mirroring our reality on our vibration of who we already are. And then third step is rewire. So we rewire our subconscious mind with subliminals. So sometimes we have blockages and blockages are caused with belief systems that we have that don't support where we want to go so don't just support our desire so we rewire our subconscious mind with um intentional subliminal messages and the last one is act so we act with intention um we aligned action we move towards our intentional reality every day we also journal within that be grateful for what we already have etc etc so it's not really very very actionable you just have to be intentional about doing it every yeah. day and to us even on a, on a busy day for me I'm still always doing it yeah I did it didn't I for a month when I first started it and you know I couldn't crazy believe things couldn't, yeah I couldn't believe the crazy things that started happening yeah during that time um and I still pretty much do it every day with my scripts every day and I said to my sister the other day that sort of you know I'm a super organized fantastic mum and stepmom and I wrote that back you know months ago and then now now it's true now I'm I haven't another baby, 38 weeks pregnant. I'm 
you know, cooking dinner every day for the children, which I never did before. I'd get up and, you know, get up, get all the washing. I'm super organised, which I never was before. And I wasn't really, mm-hmm. I was a mum, but wasn't that, you know, I wasn't a mum mum where I, where I was doing mum things. I was sort of working all the time and get, you know, mm-hmm. doing all the, that sort of thing. But now I'm like, you know, just there doing, doing everything that I really wanted to be doing. And yeah. You like step towards your intent. It's not overwhelming because you move towards it, and yeah. where you become the vibration of it, it just becomes true. And yeah. sometimes you're like, "Where did that come from?" Because yeah. it feels normal now. Yeah, exactly. And like it's why always not, been. Why am I cooking every day? Why, yeah. why, 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 why am I, you know, walking into a lovely tidy home and you know all my washing's done every day? And how did I get there? And yeah, like, just yeah, because read my script every day. Got just me decide there. it. I decided yeah. it. That's my intention. And my intention was to. It. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, yeah. So it's not really an overwhelming thing. So if you want to go and read that, definitely go and read that. It's not really many pages. It's like I think just over a hundred pages, something like that. Yeah. I made it intentionally short, just so someone could like get the principles of it and just get going. Because when you do sit by it every day, it's really just about prioritizing yourself. Because as um, a spiritual being first, that like we're not humans first, we're spiritual beings. How often do we prioritize that? It's so yeah. easy to get caught up in three D reality yeah. of like busyness, but actually. Are we prioritising ourselves? Probably not. Um, so, yeah, that's a good book as well. It's on Amazon. Go and buy it. <laughs> <laughs> good plug. I'd best go and do yeah. an Audible for it soon because I haven't actually done Audible yet. Do an Audible for it because I think the Audibles are a bit different, definite win-win. For someone that does a lot of driving with the, yeah. the kids around everywhere, I feel like the Audibles are really good for me. Yeah, I'm going to get the Audible done. But yeah, yeah, I hope that that you know, helps if you anyone that's looking for a, a good book to... Transform their life, or if they need a life, you know, life transformation. Then, um, I mean, the first book I mentioned, I think that that was, you know, massively yeah, transformational. That's changed the trajectory of your whole life completely. I wouldn't be sitting here now if that if I hadn't read that book. No, and it it happens a lot with books as well. And I think this is why we wanted to do this pub uh, this public podcast was about how prioritising reading is such an underrated thing that as adults, most of us don't do, let's be honest. Yeah. I think if you ask 100 people how many people actively, consistently read, how many people would say, yeah, yeah, not many, no. I don't think. And even, I know a lot of ours were all self-development, to be honest, I only used to really read self-development. It's only been in the last six months that we've been doing the book, the book club together that yeah. I've been doing um, like more novels. And sometimes a novel can change your life as well because you can really connect with a character and feel. Um, yeah, I feel. Yeah, the novels are definitely enjoy enjoyable. Um, it's like you know picking up a series or something. You yeah. don't want to sit in front of the TV because it's not good. It's not you know it's so much better to read. Um, Forms your mind more and it's, it's to- yeah the book we're reading at the moment is total escapism and mm-hmm. I I lo- I look forward to doing my po- weekly podcast to talk about some books in the yeah, book. Same. And my part of my intentional reality, part of my script, is to become a well-read Red woman. woman. I heard Amanda Francis <laughs> say this. She said it about someone describing someone, and I was like, "That's what I want to be. I want to be a well-read woman because it does feel good. Like when you have conversations with random people, I don't know, you meet or whatever, and they go, oh, have you read this book?'" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. I have read this book. You know what I mean? You, you feel- talk to me about books all the time." Yeah, I think you think I read way more than what I do. I used to go through stages of it, but I am trying to be very consistent with my reading practice now. Um, especially on my Kindle. If you notice, it tells you how many days and streak you've got, how I many haven't. weeks you've read, and I'll get all competitive yeah. about it. So I'm like, I'm going to continue with my streak. Yeah, I need to jump back on the Kindle, actually. I think maybe for the next one, I'll just do a Kindle read. I'm sort of audible in at the moment. 
well, if we do Game of Life and how to play it, it will be free on YouTube anyway. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So come and join our book club. It's called Novels at Nine. It is free for 30 days. We have already got February underway, but you can always come and join us now and catch up. We've got a lovely little Facebook community going on. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone's sort of welcome to sort of chit-chat about topics in the book. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, I do, I do think that we have a certain sort of person that would like to join and it's you know mums that want to do something for themselves and but don't really want to sign up to something that they have to be there in person this is an online thing it's super easy it's not overwhelming we've got a reading schedule where we just sort of break the books in book in four the next month's book i think that we're going to have i reckon that (laughs) i'm going to be talking about this a lot then i think that we'll have that one for next month so that'd be a good book i'd be excited to revisit it because it was a long it was like eight years ago i read that um, yeah, and I hear sometimes people recommend it, and I'm like, yeah, like that's an underrated book, a non-actionable, non-actionable personal book development book is a win-win. Yeah, learn about the principles, learn the rules of life, yeah, and the game, and how to play and it. Winning, that's it. and win the game, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's um free thirty days. Come and join us, and then once the months go on, you've got the back catalogue as well. Yeah, to listen to it. So if you're not listening to this at real time, we probably have a back catalogue by now. And if you joined us now, you'd either read 10 or 11 books before the year is out. So, you know, it's accountability as well. And it's one of the reasons why we started this and opened it out to everyone else because I feel like, you know, I say I'm going to do something, but if I hold myself accountable to someone and yeah. say, oh, I am actually going to do it, then the chances are it get, it get done. Yeah. And we make it interesting. So we do a podcast like this where we chit-chat, talk more about our lives as well, and we talk about the book and, you know, the themes and things that come up, which is the best bit about being in a book club because when you're reading a book by yourself, you get to a juicy bit and you're like, <gasps> yeah. and then you've got no one to chat to about yeah. it. And it's a bit like, oh, okay. So that's what the great thing about being in a book club. And our book club is getting really juicy. Yeah, at absolutely. The minute. Yeah. I can't, we're actually going to record our We're pretty club. much halfway through the book now, aren't we? So, yeah, it's getting juicy. Yeah, I'm liking it. Um, so yeah come and join us for that and we on our next podcast we will be talking to Kate Frost who is the author from the book we're reading the book club in yep. the Italian dream um, and yeah we'll have her on board so hopefully we'll see you back for that that's it thanks guys for Thank listening you.